Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. I remember when we were kids, and we would buy these uh, kites for, for a dime. It was two strips of balsam wood, and it was paper. You had to put it together. They were diamond kites. And you had to make sure the bow in the back was about four inches deep. Otherwise, the kite would just flip-flop all over the place. You had to have a tail. If you didn't have a tail, your kite was going nowhere. It would just go circle, 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 bang. And so we put a six-foot tail on there. We had the right bow. And then we would tie the strings together. Because we didn't want our kite just going up here. We wanted our kite going way up, you know, and way out there. So story about a boy and his grandfather. They're flying kites just like I'm talking. They must have tied their balls of string together because the kite went so high, there was some low clouds that came by, and the kite actually was in the clouds. So the grandfather says to the little boy, hey, I think your kite is gone. I think that cloud ate it. And the little boy shaking his head, and the grandfather says, well, how do you know the kite is still there? The little boy said, because I can feel it tugging on the string. I can feel the tug. Well, that's what's going on here. When we celebrated this last week, we celebrated All Saints Day. When I think about All Saints Day, I get more and more in love with that feast day. That's our family. You know, on All Saints Day here, we had a school mass at 8.30. And all those statues out in the piazza, there's 13 statues out there all together. It was Monsignor Higgins' vision. One of his last projects was to add 10 new saints out there, beginning with Abraham right here out these windows. And St. Augustine is right over there in the parking lot. And then St. Peter as you come in here. What we did is all the kids were in here, I went out with the second graders who were all dressed up as saints. And we went from statue to statue, these representation of these friends in 3D, we offered a prayer at each statue. And there were students in here with the rest of the school, they were dressed up as the saint that they represented. And they read a little teeny biography, we showed the pictures of the saints on the screens. It was a beautiful celebration. Our family, heaven and earth. I told the kids, this may shock you, but if you get to heaven, you are a saint. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever prayed to the saints and you felt that tug. You felt a tug. Sometimes people say this about their family. You know, they'll be in a certain situation. I know one woman told me that her husband had passed away. When she goes to communion, Sometimes she feels him there at that moment. It's perfect theology. The moment she receives Jesus in holy communion, she's most in communion with the one she loves most in her life, her spouse. Well, today in these two readings, the first reading in the gospel, you know what ties them together? There are seven brothers in each reading. I don't know if you noticed that. You got the seven brothers who in the book of Maccabees, they're putting their life on the line. 
They're being pushed to the wall. It's not just about eating pork. By doing this, they're also asking them to give up their faith. And they will not do that. We hear from the second, the third, and the fourth of the seven brothers as they're being killed, that they're feeling the tug from heaven. Do with me what you want. I'm going to the Lord. They have such conviction that there's an afterlife. Then in the gospel, we have the seven brothers. They're not real. It's a part of a story. The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection. They're trying to trip Jesus up. The man who dies, he doesn't have a child. The seven brothers, they all got to try to help out. So they're posing this thing to Jesus to say, there can't be a resurrection. How can you figure this out if there is such a thing? They're trying to get him to say something against Moses. And Jesus does use Moses. He says, you remember the scene with the bush? When God revealed his name to Moses at the bush, he said, I am. And he didn't say, I am the God who Abraham worshiped, who Isaac worshiped. It wasn't past tense. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I am not a God of the dead. I'm a God of the living. When Paul writes at the very last chapter of his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, look it up. He says, some of you I hear are thinking there's no resurrection. I'm going to paraphrase what Paul says there. What he says basically in that last chapter is, are you kidding me? Is really what he's saying. <laughs> he's really saying, what are you talking about? If there's no resurrection, that means Jesus didn't rise from the dead. If he didn't rise from the dead, what are we doing here? You know, he says it with such conviction. He's almost out of his mind about them thinking like that. Because he saw Jesus. He heard the words, the blinding light. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It changed his whole life. He was persecuting Christians. And he became our greatest missionary. So where have you felt the tug? We had all souls massed here on November 2nd. It was beautiful at night. The lights were lower. People brought in candles representing their loved ones as we were praying for them. To be in that beautiful embrace with the Father. It was a great time of memories. I'm sure they were feeling the tug that night. Well, let me end up my homily like this. I hear lots of stories like this when I'm sharing with you. Can you tell by any one of them that for sure that's the truth? As one priest told me, can you put your finger in the fire over that one? Maybe not, but they're so persuasive. Let me tell you one little example. When my dad died, I was still here at St. Lawrence then. It was year 2018. He got injured and went down and died very quickly, like three weeks. And like a lot of you who may have to deal with end-of-life issues with your family, we did. And it bothered me, as the oldest son, a question you might have asked yourself if you were in that spot. Did we do enough? Did we do enough? It kind of haunted me. So I went to God to pray about that. I actually prayed to my dad. Dad. 
Did we do enough? And I waited, I listened. It was pretty much just silence. And I know, because I teach this and I'm a spiritual director, you don't always get the answer on the first time you ask a question. So I thought, well, I'll pray about this again another time. The next morning, I went to Mass. I was on vacation. And just before the Mass was starting, my phone, you know, vibrated in my pocket. And I saw that I had a, a text message with an audio file. So I, I didn't answer. I didn't, obviously, I didn't listen to it in church. But this is the message. I wanted to let you hear it. It's really from a priest friend of mine. Now, he had no idea what I was thinking about. No idea that I just prayed about this the night before. Here is what he said. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Relax. Be at peace. Enjoy. I love you big times. God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so as we celebrate tonight, we're celebrating the resurrection. We're celebrating with Paul's words. He was so bold about that. Yes, our family and friends walking with the Lord, they are alive because our Savior rose from the dead and opened the gates to heaven and looks forward to having all of us join together around the heavenly table. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available. <laughs>